0: Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, where we shine the spotlight on positive developments since independence in 1962 and the way forward for Jamaica. We also highlight positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level, across every sector, to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, is sponsored by Kingston Awards the Passport Immigration and Citizenship Agency, the Tax Administration of Jamaica, Chris Kennedy, the Sagicor Foundation, Harib Cement, the Port Authority of Jamaica, and J.N. Bank.
1: I am Byron Buckley, and welcome to Impact in Jamaica. In this episode, we will talk about issues relating to Jamaica's independence. I am with Dr. Herbert Gale, social anthropologist and lecturer in the Department of Sociology, Psychology, and Social Work at the University of the West Indies. Dr. Gale has done extensive research and study of social violence and youth gangs in Jamaica and other countries across the globe. He's a well sought after speaker and consultant on these issues. Welcome, Dr. Gale. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. So, we're having this discussion looking at Jamaica since independence. And the first question I want to ask is in your opinion, what is the most significant achievement by Jamaica since gaining independence, and why would you do you think so?
2: All right, so the 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 I would say that the number one achievement in Jamaica would be education, but even that comes as a mixed bag, and I'll get back to that soon. But let me start with where we were. So uh, when we got independence we had just entered what is considered to be phase four in our education development, because we're coming from a point where uh, a massive achievement before independence would have been getting free places for children in in secondary school. And a lot of the young people today can't imagine getting free places in secondary school. They have no idea what that means because uh, literally, there was a point when there was no free space in a secondary school and education had actually stopped at grade nine, mm-hmm. right? And the transition, by the time we got to independence, we had had uh, adult suffrage, as in people being be able to vote, and the next big thing was literally getting free spaces. Uh, so this would have been in the era of Norman and... Um, and Bustamante, the negotiation for having genuine free spaces for young people in—we're not talking about the—we're not talking about white males, we're not talking about white females, we're talking about the people of the peasantry right. having free spaces, and the introduction at that period, right, uh, of what would have been called common entrance would have occurred before. And then that expansion under the uh, since independence leading into, of course, us. By 2011, measuring that would have had close to a quarter or a, a bit over one-fifth of Jamaican people exposed to tertiary education. Now, that is a massive achievement for our country, pushing us towards the transition. So the transition I'm concerned about is from being from 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 being governed by another sovereignty to self-governance and independence for me does not necessarily mean the formality of you know having your own flag up you know and those things but actually making the transition to be in control largely in control of yourselves which we haven't reached yet <laughs> okay we haven't got to that point yet because we also have to talk about the negative very soon right. but right, but the other area uh so so the the, the 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 mixed part of our educational achievement is that by the time we got to 2011 when there was a big assessment of education achievement across the region we found that females Females who had started out uh, in the first set of assessments in the, just a few years after independence, who were occupying 64%, 64, 64 to every 100 males in tertiary education, by 2011 were, we're having a ratio of 228 females in education, in tertiary education, enrolled in tertiary education, compared to 100 males. And that explosion, which would have started uh, with the promotion of the changes under the Roots Mm -hmm. program, relied on for ourselves to success, which would have been Michael Manley's program, Mm -hmm. uh, fostered by by the the feminist movement internationally. Nobody calculated that in all of this, that black men were not in a position of advantage in the very first place. And therefore, either they needed a movement for themselves or they needed to have been a rhetoric or some program from government or NGOs or independent international development partners we call IDP
1: to push both
2: groups forward
0: and now a word from our sponsors
2: the land the people the culture we are a proud nation and everything we own is carried with pride whether returning from a trip or doing your daily business here at home use your passport it is your Jamaican right.
1: Get yours and carry it with pride.
0: Welcome back.
1: So, Doc, just to really listeners can be clear. So, you are saying there's actually a flip side to the to the to the great advantage of our women becoming edi- educated. There's a, there's a downside to it.
2: I would not call it a downside. Uh, because in fact, that would be unfair. Uh, for us to understand what's happening, we'd have to go back to looking at, in in about 90 seconds, where the education is coming from. And even though I glossed over it, let me take you through it. So we started education with Woolma's, uh, secondary education with Woolma's boys, right? And uh, Wilma's boys would have been followed by Manning's and JC and, and so forth. All of those would have been in the, what is called the slavery epoch. And all of those were built for white boys only. Remember that Manning's became co a hundred and odd years later. Yeah. People need to remember that it was a boy's school. So all of those schools would have been built for white boys only, not white girls and no black people, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second epoch of education, right, what we call phase two, would have involved, uh, this would be the period where slavery is now abolished it slave trade ended 1807 slavery ended 1834 and emancipation 1838 in that period leading up to the Berlin conference that would be phase two and in phase two schools were now built for white girls okay and then we got into phase three in which now uh, you you're having a clear challenge by the peasantry for education, in which schools were built now mostly for girls and not boys. So I want people to understand that leading up to independence, the ingredients were already put in the pot for males to be denied education. What happened is that the new government, as in our early our founding fathers never saw what was in the pot I am literally giving them a break in the conversation I am saying to you as a researcher I cannot my first degrees in history I cannot find the evidence that our forefathers or early fathers sat with them and created the problem okay. because they, they because in phase 3 Ten schools were built for girls and two were built for boys. And that has to be a shocker. That can't be a coincidence. That can't just be an idle conspiracy theory. It must be a situation that clearly somebody was concerned. So now let's look at what data we have. Here are the data we have. We know for sure that there have been expressed concern that the indentured servants that came from India and elsewhere were not sticking to the plantation. This is in the work of of Malthus uh, and Errol Miller, right? Mm -hmm. We know for sure that there was express concern in letters that scholars would have found that there is a shortage of labor on the plantation. And that there was a concern to ensure that and M.G. Smith's work would also show some of this to ensure that there was a large enough labor force and this labor force was built on men. Labor force were not built on women yet. Right. And therefore it would make sense for the five churches that were building schools. We call them today traditional schools. Right. Yeah. To have built schools for girls. We know when we got to phase three, when we got to phase four, sorry, that the Baptists, right, would have built Calabar, we know that Bishop Gibbs would have built KC. I'm giving you specific names now because these are phase four names, right? We know that there would have been you know, a pushback towards building schools for both boys and girls, right? leading, of course, into independence. So that is why I've always said education is one of the powerhouse achievements of since independence because the damage was done before. No, I have to answer a question that whether or not you ask it yes or no, how is it then that girls did not surpass boys until 1980, right? It's about 1981, 1982 that everybody started to see medicine and all of this being equal and then by 1990 it was glaring and by 2011 it was disastrous, right? Right. Yeah. Now, the truth of the matter is <clears throat> even if I have a space, if I have all of these schools, St. Andrew, right? <laughs> I have I have uh, Immaculate, the Queen School, there are only seven all-boys schools and 15 all-girls schools, St. Hilda's, Right? I can name it, it's a whole range of fifteen of them. Even though these spaces exist, they are not necessarily for black girls. Okay? So in other words, if you notice when 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 black people, right? And so sometimes when we talk, people think, and that is why I believe in, in the in the data as they are and without prejudice. And then people can go at their projects as they like, right? <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'll tell you as it is. When in fact, when we're heading towards independence, right, you can ask any one of your aunties and they will tell you, right, any one of them that made it into school, that if they were dark-skinned, they would go on the evening shift while the lighter-skinned girls were on the morning shift. I won't call the name of any schools that we have found in our data set that had the practice because I don't want to trouble anybody, but that was the practice. So there was a gradual introduction of females, but that's not the trigger. The trigger did not even come from Michael Manley either. When Michael Manley made his declaration for the 1974 election, the material, the train had already started, yes? And this is the change from elementary to secondary school. So if you look at the word teenage pregnancy, it did not emerge as a, as a word in use in Jamaica until leading up towards independence. As we made the transition in the 1950s, right? So some of the work started in the 1950s to ensuring that people had the free space. That was a conversation. So with the free space, you're gonna have both boys and girls having access to secondary education, school being considered to have in eleven grades now rather than grade nine and then you go to work, right? And if you get preg and if the girl gets pregnant then we're accustomed to it. But when the girls are now in school between grade 9 and 11, they're going to notice that they're pregnant, hence the teenage pregnancy syndrome. Okay. Then Michael Manley's government and, 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 and the government and the JLP government afterwards leading into, into Edward Seaga, no,
1: right? No, no, don't lose me now, because I'm waiting for you to tell me when the trigger started that pushed the ladies.
2: Yes, ma'am. That's, po- that's the point I'm, I'm, I'm making it to you, that it was a, a smooth flow. But those declarations, those declarations by Michael Manley under the Roots program, what was it again? Rely on ourselves to success, mm-hmm. right? That political, his, part of political history, that made Jamaican people see Right, when Michael Mann declared that whether you're male or you're female, you are supposed to be in school. And then, of course, the group called the family planning board, Beth Brown. Right. That piece of machinery, two is better than two many, created, in my estimation, the, 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 not, not just the symbolic, but the registered and documented frame for change for women in terms of how women view their place. And that, of course, would have been pushed by the North very rapido because it was a country declaring an equal space for women or a space for women outside of the home. So if you look at that and track, as I've had to do for my work at UWE in the publication of Males and Church Education, right, answering why men are not at UWE some years ago, by, by tracking that, you'd have seen that by the next generation, they'd have been in the 80s. So, so because, because women could not just get that declaration and, and immediately go into, into university, it would take some time. So when you track it, it's the 15-year bar, which is what is considered to be half of a generation, meaning that by that time you'd have had children, you are going to see a perfect correlation of women exploding into universities. But the shortcoming, here's a shortcoming. Nobody should walk around and batman and go to rent for their achievement in education. I have no such squam about it, not even an infinitesimal oin of emotion about it. My problem is that there should have been a promotion of young men valuing and getting an opportunity, to opportunity structures also for education. Because both men and women came out of slavery. That's my problem.
0: And now, a word from our sponsors.
2: The land. The people. The culture. We are a proud nation. And everything we own is carried with pride. Whether returning from a trip or doing your daily business here at home. Use your passport. It is your Jamaican right. Get yours
1: and carry it with pride.
0: Welcome back.
1: Do you identify that, that I'm going to call it flip side rather than downside. Do you identify that flip side as perhaps a major disappointment or do we? it is a major
2: disappointment because I want you to consider I want you to close your eyes and think of a Jamaica where both males and females are educated just for just just for your own fantasy for for a couple seconds think of how beautiful it would be for a Jamaica in which the same amount of men and women are at the UWI. Remember you know, I've always told people if you have a good thing, never ever bad mind the good thing. The good thing is that we have women at the university. Mm-hmm. That is not my, my problem. I have no beef with that. In fact, if we could get if we could get 20% more women at the university, I would. But but the other the other side is my problem. There has been absolutely no policy, international or national trying to address the counterparts of the women who are moving ahead and that is why when i came back home in 2007 from england i made a statement that people thought was very provocative i said in the direction we're going a lot of women are going to have an ma and no man a lot of men are going to have dollars but no cents
1: well, let me ask, you, <laughs> let me ask you, since, you to, since we are to the second question, let me ask you. Apart from the fact that we know I know statistically the women are doing with education-wise, but what, what 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 then is the is the is the negative manifestation to society now that the men are not up there fully educated? What is? what are we seeing that? What is that?
2: Listen me, listen to my brother. Go back to take my namesake Herbert Spencer, take any of the Herberts before my my grandmother named me Herbert. Yes? Listen to me. The core value of education is not employment. The core value of education is the civilization of a people. Check, go back and check the classics, check anything. Education has always been about the, the character development of a people. So imagine when half of the people them educated near women and the other half not educated near men. And can't wait to go and go back to Europe and be up. And can't wait to commit some crime because we have no opportunity structures for formal training. You cannot. There is a man, Abu, uh, Abu who? Yes. Who wrote that any country that invests heavily in the education of women, we lack technical skills to make it in the 21st century. <clears throat> Any society that invests heavily in, in, the, in the education of men without, at the expense of women, so the other side will have, we'll have very poor social structures. You have to, as a country, educate your men and your women. cannot be at the ratios we're seeing to every 100 men in University 228. The only country that's worse is called Lesotho. And they are in hell. Okay. They have bad homicides. They're, their homicide is not as bad as ours, but they have every problem you can think of, just like us, anywhere. So now I'm going to send you to UNO DC, United Nations Office on Drug and Crime. And they've published in 2006 that countries where, where males have, when you have high illiteracy of males, all, the, if you take the top 20 most violent countries in the world, they all have two problems. A, there are countries in transition that were colonized, and B, the men are not doing well in education. Go check. There is no country at all in the top 20 most violent in the world, right? Jamaica is a force where men are 90% literate. You find me one, I give you my salary.
1: So the, so the solution then, the solution then, quickly as we wrap, is um, medium, and, um, medium and shorter. What do we do?
2: We have to look at ontological security which is made up of food, sense of safety, sense of physical safety, uh, parental and community support, and opportunity structures. And opportunity structures is the most powerful factor because in order for you to have opportunity structures, meaning education and training, somebody has to feed you, somebody has to care for you, and so forth. So the others are also subsumed in that one, right? And it means that some of us are going to, we're going to have to look at a rescue mission of our boys. You're going to have to bring them up to about 75% of the status of girls in order for us to stabilize the society. You realize I'm not ambitious? I didn't say 100%. (laughs) I said you have to bring them up. You have to close the gap to about 75%.
1: If you can't do that, that you are
2: going to be in a lot of trouble.
1: That looks like, what, 5, 10 years?
2: No, we don't do those things in such a short time, you know. We measure violence in a 15-year epoch, half of a generation. Okay. If, if, if by 20, if by 2035, 36, we can do that, we can live here and raise our children here. This would be an absolutely fabulous place. So can, you imagine, can you imagine walking down into half a tree and not be concerned that somebody is waiting to take your phone and, and, and crack your skull? Yes.
1: Doc, I have to thank you. This is, this is fascinating um you're almost saying that we need to have an uh, using american uh lingua an affirmative action program for men no no no
2: practice. i i no, i never ever support affirmative action because people never know when to stop
1: okay all right well, not put it I,
2: what they need to have is a snake in a tunnel that says no parliament must have less than 40 percent women no education system must have less than 40 percent males you have to have a snake in a tunnel of a bar that says we're not going to tolerate anything lower than this because the, 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 the implications we can't pay for is too devastating.
0: You have just come to the end of another episode of Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Spotify, Audible, Podcast Addict, or on Stitcher. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, It's sponsored by Kingston Wars, the Passport Immigration and Citizenship Agency, the Tax Administration of Jamaica, Grace Kennedy, the Sajucor Foundation, Carib Cement, the Port Authority of Jamaica, and the JN Bank. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com and at jamaica-glina.com.